Hey guys, it's Casual Friday, and that means it's Nasty Mass Friday, and tonight we're going to be comparing poltergeists and ghosts. We'll be right back. Grab your popcorn and snacks, find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Happy Friday, everybody. How's everybody doing? I'm doing okay. Been a busy day. Uh, getting, let me just, what is it with Sally? You know, Sally likes to lay down. Been uh, doing outside things and uh, getting ready. You know, my my whole Christmas light situation has been what it is. And I waited late because I really didn't want to do it because I didn't have enough lights. But then my neighbors saw good on the next door donated a bunch of lights to me. So it gave me incentive. But this was last weekend. So I did this mad dash this week to get those lights up and i'm just uh, i i got the, the lights are up there's just one more thing i have to put out there and i'm done i'm done for the holidays with the decorating out front it's taken a while so i'm really excited about that i actually got to do something that my squeaky chair i actually got to do something that i had oh i've always wanted to do uh this year that i hadn't done in the past and that is take some rope lights and put it on put them on either side of my driveway like a runway looks pretty cool out there looks pretty cool I was really excited about adding that. But anyway, welcome. My name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour. I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of lovely Sacramento, California. We are 45 strong up and down the state, which means if you have a paranormal issue, we can get to you. It might take us a while. California is a big, big state. But we will get to you within two to three days. In the case that we can't get to you right away, we do have psychics on staff who can call you and consult with you about what may or may not be going on in your home or business. And usually, if, if there is something going on, they can calm down the energy and calm down things until we can get out there, like I said, two or three days. Okay, if you're watching from Facebook, and a lot of you are, and you like what you see, please hit that like button, please hit that share button, and please hit that follow button, because we're always looking for followers. Always looking for followers. If you're watching from YouTube and you like what you see, same thing. Hit that like button. Hit that follow button. Well, not the blood solution follow button, but hit that like button. Uh, hit that subscribe button if you haven't done that already. Especially if you look at YouTube. We've got all these shows right here. We've got over 800 videos over there. They're all this show. All different topics because we just don't do paranormal. We do other things as well. And there's uh, separate categories for things like Nancy Mass. If you, if you like our psychic here, you, she's got her own file. You can just check her shows out. Check various shows out. If you like cryptids, same thing. There's all kinds of files for that. So et cetera, et cetera, et cetera down the line. I, th I think you'll like it. I'm just about done categorizing, <laughs> categorizing the, the bulk of that. All right. That being said, if you do uh, decide to get, show us some love tonight, that would be great. Because what happens is that uh, there's this thing called the FYP. And when you do show us some love and you comment in the chat room, that puts us higher in the FYP where the computers at, at, at Facebook and Twitch... And YouTube, see that. Oh, look, I just disappeared. Oh, it's going to be a fun night. You can just tell. It must be a big news day. Uh, anyway, 
<laughs> right where Mario goes. You know that big pile of Mario's that people think is there when he disappears and falls off screen? That's where I went. That's where I went. It's a cold, dark place. But anyway, again, getting back on track. Yeah, so it, it, when you comment and you like show us some love and you share this, that puts us up higher in the FYP. The computers see us and it moves us out to, for more people to see us. And that's the goal, isn't it? To be seen and heard. So hopefully you guys can do that for me. I really appreciate it. If you want to find us, you can find us on Facebook at California Haunts, California Haunts Radio, California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team, um, Sacramento Sears, S-E-E-R-S, California Haunts Ghostly Events. Uh, we're also on Instagram under Ghosty Gal, that's all lowercase. We're over at Twitter under California Haunts. We are Cal Haunts at Twitch. And we are from YouTube, we are youtube.com forward slash at California Haunts Radio. On TikTok, we're California Haunts. And if you want to find us on Meetup, and some people do, we have oh, more than a thousand members at, uh, on our Meetup. That is not meetup.com. No, that is <laughs> California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team over at meetup.com. Now, that being said about Meetup, Nancy and I are doing something special on Sunday, and that'll be 6 p.m. Pacific. We're going to be, well, not me, but Nancy is. I could if I wanted to, but Nancy is. Nancy's going to be doing a solstice reading. Solstice is a time of renewal. It's kind of like New Year's. Uh, solstice starts on December 21st this year, and it's the shortest day. It is the longest night, and I think it's the shortest day of the year is the way it works, I do believe. Yeah, shortest day of the year, longest night. And that is going to be on December 21st. It starts around 7.45 p.m. Pacific. So we decided this Sunday at uh, 6 p.m. Pacific that it would be kind of cool if, if, if you guys were interested in coming on over to the meetup and uh, signing up for this to for Nancy to do these readings. And like I said, it's kind of like a new year, the way it works. It's, it, you know, when you have the solstice, it looks at the old, it looks, you know, it looks at the old, out with the old, in with the new. So this is your chance to get an up to 10 minute reading with Nancy in a semi-private atmosphere. I've only opened up eight spots for this. There's five spots remaining if you guys are interested. And we'll be here on StreamYard. We'll be recording, so it's not going to be live. So like I said, that's what I, what I mean by semi-private. It's only for the people that are attending the event. Okay. And uh, you can ask Nancy anything. You can ask her about the past. You can ask her about the present. You can ask her about the future. And maybe, just maybe, because it is Christmas, a lot of our deceased relatives do come to visit us during that time. So maybe you'll get lucky and somebody will be there when she's doing it. And she can talk to you about that as well. Okay? Or you can ask about one of them. Ask anything you want. This is going to be a fun one. Fun one. Up to 10-minute reading. And uh, the only way to find that is over at the California Haunts Meetup. And I believe I put the link down in the description of this show. So you go all the way down the bottom and there's a link there to sign up. So uh, come on over. There's five spots left, and let's see if we can close those, close those spots up because I think uh, you guys are going to love it. Plus, I record it for you, so you get a copy of it. You get, to, you get to take a copy of it with you, okay? All right. That being said, tonight we're going to talk about something I know a lot about, and that is ghosts and poltergeists. What is a ghost and what is a poltergeist? Why, why poltergeists occur? Now, um, I've been doing research because I'm always forever doing research. It's what I do. So I'm knowledgeable when I go out to clients, you know, and go into their homes. So, uh, you know, over the years, uh, poltergeist, when I started out, poltergeist was one thing. But now, you know, that's 18 years. But now 
it's turned into something else. You know, they've expanded that definition of a poltergeist to something else. I want to talk about a case that we did. I'm not going to do it right now, but kind of midway through this, this thing tonight. I'm going to talk about a case that the group did out in uh, out in Northern California, and it ended up being a poltergeist case, and I'll tell you all about it. But uh, right now, let me bring Nancy in, and let's get this show on the road. I've got my eggnog over here, and uh, it's not spiked. i got my eggnog over here, and we're going to have a good old time tonight. Here we go. Oh, that's right. You like your eggnog. <laughs> well, you, you, have, you have it there, huh? Well, because of my health issues last year, I wasn't able to drink it. I couldn't tolerate it. So do they have, um, well, I, I, ha I don't drink eggnog. They um, have eggnog. For dietary right issues, do they have non-dairy eggnog? <laughs> I don't know. They might like somewhere. Oat, you know? oat milk if or almond if milk. I if I didn't know last year that they had this, I would have had it last year. But see, this year my situation, even though I'm still kind of ill that way, it's not as bad as it was, so I can tolerate it. So I'm having fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, the case you're going to talk about, is that the one where you had me investigate the house and just recently? Was that the one with the lady? No, this is something else. Okay, so there's another one you can speak to. I yeah, think sometimes yes. it's it's hard to discern when you're doing an investigation what energies yes. are you going to have a, occasion to... I have a couple I can talk a, about because... Mm -hmm. Who do we got here? Oh, Kelly Connors with us. Well, welcome, Australia. All oh, the way from Australia. Australia. Yeah, so it's is it breakfast time over there? Or I guess it must be. She's ahead of us today. It's already Saturday for her. I am but, intrigued. Um, okay, so we have sorry, a lot to talk about. Yes. Um, and I have a see, couple I, cases I want to throw at you guys, too. So go ahead. I'll shut up. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, you know me. I, I, uh, did, I am very familiar with ghost entities, spirit um being around and being mischievous and poltergeist and i mean char how many investigations you've done and how many was i involved you said 40 so you must be a couple hundred investigations plus i get the reflection is awful plus i would I was thinking, I think in 18 years it's been quite a bit because for a couple of years my associate last night you know, Dave, for a couple of years when their team was, wasn't doing a lot of activity, uh -huh. we, were, we were picking up the slack for a lot of that activity. So we were doing probably one to two investigations a weekend. At one I know point. it. And it I can't crazy. wait till you get started again because uh, even though I live two, mile, two hours away from you, it is very exciting. And I'm going to cover it in here when you do an investigation, what we're going to be looking for. And, I'm, mm -hmm. and how I will always go into investigation. And I'll never forget, I was in Tucson. Uh, no, it was in Phoenix. I, anyway, it was over there in Arizona for the eight years I was there. And uh, they wanted me to come out. They didn't tell me, but there was other, there was children in the family. And <clears throat> when I walked in, I saw this uh, short, rounder lady, uh, someone who probably did a lot of cooking look. And she was standing on the other side of the room and she was a spirit person and she just really enjoyed the family. And I walked in and she was just so upset. She knew why I was there. Either she heard them or she had a sense of me. And I walked up to her and I said, well, hi, you know, and, and she kind of take it back because I was very nice. I wasn't in there to yell at her or anything. Mm -hmm. And it was such a uh, throw at me, um, frustration, anger, like, what are you doing? I don't want... And I looked at her and I said, I'm not 
forcing you to leave. They just want to know who you are and if you're safe. Oh, and she relaxed. But I also noticed the relaxation of the teenage girl that I was standing next to. It was almost like she enjoyed this lady. And it was a, a mutual agreement that she could stay there. Then I left. And I remember thinking about it later on. What is a woman from, remember, Arizona was very frontiery. Like this mm -hmm. woman was some other era, like 1800s middle, because she had the clothing that was hand sewn. And as she got older, she filled it out very tight. That looked, and I think to myself, she must go from family to family over the decades and being part of the youth that she missed so much. You would think, mm -hmm. why didn't she just move on? And we, Shar uh, and I talked about it. We have to establish what is her heaven. Her heaven may be to be part of these lives of these families and teenagers. Mm -hmm. And how do we know that this family isn't some long distance related relation to this woman and her family? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's all kinds of stories. And there was a gentleman named Bob who called me from the East Coast. And he says, oh, Nancy, we're going to do a remote. You're going to do this with us. And I, I love that. I, I don't know how I, I do this anyway, but. For my mind to go to a new location and be completely sure has done this for me to be completely unaware. It's like an exciting journey for me. It's like new people coming to and all those of you who are watching talk to me many times. Don't take it wrong, but when I talk to a new person, it's like a new adventure. It's like I step in that they're allowing me to step into them and talk to their spirit. Very, very exciting. And we learn so much from each other. And I find that was great. And so Bob told me on these coasts, he says, we're going to a hotel. You cannot talk to those spirits and tell them to leave. If there's ghosts, you cannot do that because these people depend on their livelihood. Talking about their haunted hotel. Yeah. And that was always very hard for me. And over the years, I know one night, a couple of times now, it's other shows and Shars also where I'll talk about a spirit being next to somebody. That's not the same as a ghost. That's not a haunting because I am certainly not going to talk to somebody standing next to Shar. What in the world are you still here for? And they they get so shocked that uh, if anybody has seen the movie Ghost Town, please see it. It's a dentist who goes and has a colonoscopy and he accidentally dies. So when they bring him back, he's seen spirit people. And it's like, the spirit people walk around and he pays attention. They go, oh, my God, I'm, I've noticed. Ah, you know, they get all excited. Same reverse. He now sees something he can't accept. It was, It's great. But at the same time, he was trying to get them to get away from him. And in reality, at the end of the movie, he was helping them pass over because they had unfinished business. So these are conscious spirits that were afraid to go on. They're not quite ghosts. Last week I talked, and I have so much information, but I got to start with this. Last week or the week before, I did mention, this is part two of last week talking about ghosts. And we're going to incorporate poltergeist into this conversation tonight. I had a, a client on the East Coast um, talk about a, a neighbor who died very, very young. And he had a very difficult time passing over. He didn't want to leave his children. He wasn't done raising them. They were just preteens. And he just agonized, agonized. And this is probably a gentleman that had very high-powered career very busy all the time and he was out and the child watched his father die and it probably was very traumatic well a year and a half later the wife remarries 
And the and the husband is so the dead husband, excuse me, <laughs> the deceased husband was so emotionally distraught that he turned into a ghost that turned into a ghoul. And I was telling you that upstairs, very large home, any anywhere in the house he could have parked his body just to stand there and wait. And instead, he was in the closet across from the bedroom. When I described the house, and most of you have heard my describing houses to Shar. Oh, she Nancy's spooky. She just told me what the wallpaper looked like. You know, like how does this work? Where's my eyes, right? Well, I was able. The, my uh, client was had been in this man's house a lot, and it was like ten thousand square feet. And I was able to tell him exactly where this gentleman was standing, and he he didn't know what to do about it. He's very gifted himself, and I told you that he was able to hear the gentleman in the funeral, pacing mm -hmm. back and forth, yelling at the group that he wasn't dead yet. And I, I understand this. I went to a funeral once, and the uh, gentleman was pacing back and forth behind his casket while the preacher was given the ceremony. And the person next to me said, what is, what's he doing? Oh, he's pacing, pacing back and forth, back and forth. She said, he ought to be pacing. All four of his ex-wives are here. <laughs> you know, like, whoa, they're going to tell secrets to each other. This man was very upset. So does that mean he's going to get stuck? The stories are endless, everybody. Do we always go to our funerals? No. Will I want to go to my funeral? I'm not having a funeral. I told my kids I want a um, champagne and pizza in a park because we ought to rejoice. You know, we had our loved ones in our lives for so long. Mm -hmm. They gave to us. They taught us. They nurtured us. Oh, hopefully, I, I'm remembered that way anyway. And, and the idea is that when we're born, our family here rejoices. And when we are done and we are allowed to step aside and make space for the new generation, our spirit family rejoices. It should not be always a time of terrible grieving. Last night I talked to two girls whose mother died a year ago, and they're in the throes of grieving. And what made them frustrated is all these people are showing up, but mom. <laughs> I said, unfortunately, I can't tell mom to come. But she connected to me, and I was able to give him all kinds of proof of her life being alive. Really obscure. When you get in the business, please, everybody listen to me. Do not judge what you're getting. There's no way I could have said some of the things I said last night. <laughs> I don't have that kind of imagination. You know, like, uh, what was it that really got my attention? Angel food, um, angel food cake. I've never eaten angel food cake. That I probably have, but I don't remember. It was just some kind of, you know, and we rejoice that they're happy and connecting with family. But um, so there's all kinds of dynamics of investigations that I want to cover tonight. And if you're in the getting into the business, um, I want you always be in a sense of awe that this is even possible. And I, I have questioned this for 33 years, but yet I was doing this. Uh, I've been I was born this way. And I was just talking to someone earlier that um, uh, when my father died, he came to visit. And I actually told his mother, and she was a spiritual um, new faith minister, uh, Christian scientist. And uh, she believed in survival. And I remember seeing him. And there was not a light in the bathroom. It was the middle of the night. He showed up with an aura all around him of a newly deceased. I mean, I, I don't know, it's just that he was lit up. And I, I never questioned it. You know, you what's a six-year-old know? 
right? Mm -hmm. And when you accept it, then things would happen throughout my adult life. And when I got divorced and new life started here doing this, but yet I did predict a murder. And I call those markers in time when you cannot stop an event. And I told my friend that there would be murder in her family happened that night. And the passing of that man that was murdered in her family, that was a marker in time. It could not be changed. And even though the women called me last night with the mom that passed away, those are anchors in time. We cannot change that. Can we slop around and have a little bit more time? Absolutely. I don't want people to call me up around me because a child died. I, I'm a grandma, you know, and it just breaks my heart. And I already shared with you that I was in Carol's ice cream parlor, uh, September of um, 72. And I left within a few minutes before the airplane crashed into it because I had that sense of needing to leave. And I was, mm -hmm. I was on a show and somebody was listening and I got a letter from her. How dare you leave and not tell the rest of us? I lost my twin sister. 22 people died and it was within five minutes. And, uh, uh, my daughter was in the um, backseat of the Volkswagen, <laughs> jumping up and down, mama, mama, oh. this big cloud. And I, I just am this way, and I've accepted this. But what I haven't accepted is the loss of people that we love, and it's not fair. But is markers in time? Yet at the same time, am I insane? Am I making this up all the time? And if you can embrace that thought, that maybe we survive. I hope that your life is better with that. That has nothing to do sometimes with our thoughts. of let's do a ghost investigation. Let's see how we can get scared because mm -hmm. all that's incorporated into our lives. How many of you watch spooky movies in hopes of being spooked by a spirit or a ghost? Well, those are people that once lived here with us. And if we can incorporate that in everyday thought and realize, wow, that couldn't have happened if they weren't people who had passed over. Mm -hmm. I think once we get comfortable with that and I'm not insane and I'm not making up this stuff and it's really happening, maybe we would get more out of our life and enjoy it at a better, higher degree. Shar and I talk about, well, that didn't feel good having that happen to us. But at the same time, once you get past something, you go, well, I was supposed to go through that. I don't know. It doesn't seem right. But mm -hmm. the upside of that is as low as your life can get, as high you can get, the reward is better at the top. So we go through life like this. And so with that in mind, when we talk about, I may or may not get through this. So if we don't, we'll carry it on to next week. Mm -hmm. So um, there was a couple of pages I did go to, but all that I'm speaking to, all the words that are all mine because I only just had, oh, that I got to mention that. So there's no um, plagiarism going on here. Um, ghosts can present a prior life form which is curious because they will often, <clears throat> excuse me, take the life they just left. And a ghost is somebody that is um, in such turmoil. They went past, they went, they uh, pass away and they became the spirit. But at that moment, their mind went bank and they were in such turmoil that they no longer were the conscious spirit that could pass over. They were an entity of non-consciousness in a loop. And a lot of ghosts are in stuck motion. They will be stuck on a word. They'll be stuck on an emotion. I wish I hadn't beaten that person to death. 
or my wife, or mm-hmm. I wish I had Char sit still. <laughs> Where is that W40 you got, honey? Okay. So in some way, I want to go on to um, talk about this. Uh, you think, well, ghosts can, on movies, I've seen him with the sheet with a hole cut. I see Patrick Swayze. He's a spirit. He is a spirit, but he had the choice to go insane because no one would listen to him. Say um, in the movie, Patrick Swayze is, is the ghost. He witnesses death. Mm-hmm. He had the chance to pass you know, over. I know a lot of people have access to this movie. That's why I bring it up. Because some of these movies have wonderful. Somebody in the movie script said, let's call this medium over here and get some good advice, right? He mm-hmm. witnesses death. He could have passed over the light show and the came down, there were spirit people mumbling, hey, Pat, George, um, Patrick Swayze, come to us, whatever his character was, name, I can't remember. And he didn't. He stayed, but he was a conscious spirit. If in the course of the movie, when we saw success for him, he was able to find the man that killed him. In the course of it, if all avenues for him to talk to his lady who he left, he didn't marry her, it was just the partner. If everything didn't, if things didn't work out for him, the turmoil in his mind would have I call it looping or tumbleweed. It's like sometimes having you woke up in the night and you think about something negative. Oh, I said this yesterday. Oh, I wish I hadn't said it. Or my investment. Or am I going to get the car fixed or the house fixed? We come into a loop. If you allow that loop to take over, your respiration goes up, your heart, your heartbeat goes up, and you don't sleep at all at night. And, of course, you lay in bed doing this. You should say to yourself, nothing I think about tonight can be fixed at this time. Let me remember my conversation and we'll fix it tomorrow. Let it go. Spirits who go into the afterlife, so afraid of going to hell, they're not going to get to heaven. They're going to go into mm-hmm. a loop of remorse. Remorse, regret, regret uh, shame, all that. That's not everything. Ghosts can also represent the turmoil of not finishing a life or thinking they're, uh, they're cheated. Uh, my father was only 33, and he was killed by a drunk driver. Absolutely, he did not become a ghost. But he also was very gifted like I am. That's where I got the gift. And so he always knew of the afterlife. And mom often told me, she said, he drove me absolutely nuts, always talking to his dead father. And then take it one more step. He was also able to talk to his mother, who lived in a different house. Not by phone. They just had open conversation. Ah, no wonder my mother went crazy over this. She says, I want to leave a few times because he, he didn't talk to me. He talked to all these people, <laughs> my dead, his dead father and his mother. She felt out of place at times. And there's a lot of reasons why people can become a ghost. And a lot of, a lot of it is regret, whether they were a criminal, whether they lost all their money and they had suicide, whether they mm-hmm. were not the person that the wife or partner wanted them to be. Uh, do we see ghosts that are children? Rarely. And that is a, something that bothers me because I know that spirit peoples who become ghosts can give us any form that we want to see. And if they can get a reaction from us by showing uh, the form of a child, they will do that. Remember that. Because I said last week, to create a visual for me, and this happened last night quite a few times. Um, oh, sorry, everybody. Just fresh hair, power shower. <laughs> it's not what I want to do. Say um, 
so we had a gentleman show up who died in 1984. And he, he really showed me his body. And he showed me in some nice clothes, le leisure clothes. Mm -hmm. But he forgot to put his head on. <laughs> and yet the girls, oh, that's dad. And I said, you know, I'm a chuckle with this because he remembers looking down on his body before he died. Oh, this is what I had on. I remember I want to show them my her my body so she can describe me. I'm very visual. Um, I know a lot of ladies, very well intended people, gentlemen too, who like to come up with a letter or name or they give um, oh father vibration. That's okay for them if it works for them. Me, I don't talk to anybody unless I give a visual and someone recognizes me. You know why? I don't want to talk to somebody who's pretending. Hello. <laughs> We're talking to your dad. And this man says, I'm going to tell them all kinds of crap. You know, you don't do that. Mm -hmm. I told him, I says, I will not just appease you. So I gave some descriptions. And this one lady, um, I, I this is not a disrespect to me, but um, the Indian side of my family is from the nose up. <laughs> the bottom part of me is from my father. And I have what they call the, a great big head. I have a great big forehead. And it's just, you know, and so the eye sockets are real big. And I'm broader here than most people. Well, this woman showed up and put her face right into mine. I, I sat back and went, whoa. And of course, the girls didn't know I was going, whoa. And she had gotten thinner. Of course, I would like to be thinner. But they say if you're chubby when you get older, you don't have as many wrinkles. <laughs> so this woman shows up and she's quite drawn. Her face is very drawn. And she'd lost weight and yet not unattractive it just was she had lost weight where as an older person without makeup on i could see the bone structure i could see the cheekbones and i could see her hair being very faint very fine and kind of sticking up like this well the girls recognized her eventually as great grandma because that's what she looked like and i said when she was younger she had these great big eyes like doe eyes you know um a doe like an antler doe right, right, <laughs> right, right. really big eyes and the minute i said that like oh but i never saw her body it's because she died a long time ago and she remembers her face because people probably spoke to her about it when i was a young woman uh my people said i had eyes like that and of course as you grow older it doesn't you can't keep those looks but i had these great big and black eyelashes and stuff but uh she had the same look no i didn't question what side of the family or anything i said they recognized her because she put her face into mine but i didn't get to see a body and mm -hmm. i find that very curious so when you think about a ghost when you, if i said to you what did you have on yesterday what did you wear to work what were your shoes hmm i what did i have on yesterday oh i have red on today because i was out running around different top and i would remember christmas time the colors I remember summertime short sleeve, but say you're mm -hmm. dead for 10 years and your family shows up and you got someone like me you go, Oh my God, what did I wear? Oh, I remember what I was in the coffin. I remember what I looked like. Oh, or, Oh, the day I died, I remember getting dressed and then I had a heart attack and fell down or a car crash or something. So people will remember what they look like in the moments or the day of the, whatever took their life. If they're in hospital bed, they may remember the clothes they took off to get in the hospital bed. I've never mm -hmm. seen someone show up in a hospital gown, ever. <laughs> I've seen naked a lot. And I think to myself, what am I seeing naked? Well, 
men and women want me to see the body because it's important to describe it. More men naked than women. Don't judge it. You know, just because <laughs> women show up in dresses. And mm -hmm. uh, so a lot of men will say, this is what my shoulders look like. And look how high my waist is. And they would recognize that body shape. Maybe it's because they couldn't find, couldn't remember what the clothes are, but they remember being in the shower. It's what we mm -hmm. remember last. So when we talk of spirit, I'm telling you this when you do an investigation. If you have a meeting around, they see spirit people and they're normal, but they're kind of like odd. It Maybe they're showing it because in your group, you have a family member who wants to be recognized. I really right. only had that happen once or twice. Um, but that does happen. But in the investigation, you're going to have spirit people who are going insane because they can't have a resolution to what they happened to their life. Or you're going to have a ghost that's completely insane. I'm being real gentle with that insane that are in loops or in a quandary. And you have to be careful because I'm not trying to say they'll scare you. They're not there to hurt you or scare you as much as they're in turmoil of right. resolution to get out of the predicament, but they're not consciously aware of it always. And that's what we call rescues. And I told you a few weeks back of rescues. They, um, when I was early in this, I was getting into rescues. I did a lot of them and I got to a place that was very, very tiring. Um, and it was consuming. Um, and so they found me it wasn't like I was trying, Oh, let me do some rescues. Where can I go? They saw me. And I said, why is what, you know, after I was talking to them for a few minutes, they are alive in their own time. Right. And they're alive in a loop that never ends in the turmoil. And I was speaking to two young men um, in a, a canoe made out of a trunk of a tree. And they were deep in the south somewhere and they were looking for alligators. And I, you know, I have to think about it. Like, why are you looking around? Well, that was a way for them to make money. Either they skinned it or they ate it. Don't matter to me. But one boy is like 17 or 18. The other one is 14, something like that. And so the young boy being in the brink of, of building his body up, he was just coming out of, you know, being a skinny kid. He wasn't quite the man, the 17-year-old. He tried to pull an alligator into the canoe. Um, I think they were trying to kill it. And they mm -hmm. beat with all kinds of, I, I don't know if they beat, they, they were beating them to death. And I think, how do you beat an alligator? Well, they didn't have guns <laughs> this was before we had that. It was wow. a long time ago. So the boy was pulled into, the 14 was pulled into the water. And the only thing that the 17 year old could think of was to go in. And the next thing he's aware of, he's in the boat by himself looking for his brother. So clearly they both died. But the older one, uh, got stuck and in this is what I'm sharing with you this is amazing because this is, happens over and over to me when someone is in a rescue environment they need to be rescued they're in a ghost loop of their own dismay there's their turmoil uh, loss grief whatever they don't see anything else but that moment of mm -hmm. that happening so the young boy the 17 year old was constantly looking for the brother can you imagine 150 years constantly 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 and the only thing i could speak to him when he he came over to me and he was like looking at me is what are you got him out of his i i woke him up because i was mm -hmm. different than his environment in his environment it was just dark black it's like at nighttime and he was looking for the alligator looking for his brother to raise arms mm -hmm. up in the water 
And I said, what are you doing? And then he, what? I'm looking for my brother. I says, why you, what, what was it about me? He says, you have a light on you. I, I do? It's like I engaged him to wake up. It's like I made him think about something other than his brother. And mm -hmm. I said, what are you doing? He says, I'm looking for my brother. I says, well, what happened? Oh, he fell in the water. Mama won't be with you, Mama, because you're so upset. Well, that was a long time ago. How long do you think you've been rolling around? You engage with, sorry about the cat. You, <laughs> I know it, right? <laughs> Mom's not paying attention. He wants some loving. And you have to engage with them. And so when you do a ghost investigation, the first thing you want to do is, who's here? Let's, let's get a, um, something out so they can look at it. And, of course, do that. Get their attention. They're not there to hurt, but they're, and be careful with this, they will howl. People who are stuck in dismay, it's like going to insane the asylum, whatever you can hear there, those spirit people can do it too. And I have actually heard howling. I've heard crying. I've heard in terrible dismay, a mother who's lost a child, and then she dies, childbirth death, and then she dies after. You can imagine the turmoil of leaving the family. And I've mm -hmm. actually heard the wailing, and it's very unnerving because I hear it. No one else does. I go, where's that EVP? And then they do an EVP. And they, they can get all kinds of, um, he's out there bothering dad now. Okay, so um, sorry, everybody. Um, so you have to be aware that what you're hearing is not directed to you as much to right. their own insides. And sometimes we go to a place of saying, Oh, the proof of life. Let's get that EVP out. Please do that. If they do talk to you, that's not a sane, insane mm -hmm. spirit. That's a ghost. That could be someone who's just stuck. Because there seems to be a variation between what we call spirit that visits me mm -hmm. and, and a spirit that says, I don't think I can go anywhere. I just don't feel like it. I think I need to stay here because I, I'm not really a good mm -hmm. person. And over time, they will loop in their mind all the things that they've done wrong, and then they progress into the ghost. The ghost. Now, there's another step after that of which everybody says the demon. Please, this is my truth. <laughs> I am not going to talk to anybody. I'm believing in that. Because who am I? You don't have to believe in me. Oh, Nancy's full of... Well, <laughs> we have our own truth. And maybe I just don't accept demons because I've never seen one. I've seen dogs and dinosaurs. Are they demons? You know? So in the case of the gentleman who, or, or the kid, let's talk about the kid. In the case of the kid that that that, that got eaten by the alligator and drowned. He, the brother who, who got eaten by the brother. Yeah, they yeah, both. Yeah. He's being worried about his mother crying for him. And this is mm -hmm. like 100 years later. Is yeah. that a case it was like 1700s. Yeah. Huh? Is that a case where you would try to cross him over because... You, you oh, could absolutely. Because you could re, uh, reunite him with his mother. Well, I mean, he was so afraid of going home without the brother and not mm -hmm. having to look for him first. Mm -hmm. So he got caught in the loop of trying to find a brother, mm -hmm. crying that mother would never understand. He was afraid right, of I mean. telling mom that he couldn't save the brother. That kept him in the loop. Well, that's what I mean. So you would, you know, if I were doing it, on scene for an investigation the goal would be to get the mother and the brother into the light to coax him to, to coax uh, him across to get him out of that 
a, a good scenario. What I d- did was I started talking to him because he couldn't figure out who I was. Right. And I says, I'm, I'm a, I'm a person that's alive and you've come to me and this is no accident. Um, I'm, I'm part of your world. Uh-huh. And he couldn't figure that out. And uh-huh. I said to him, how long do you think you've been looking for your brother? Oh, just a little while. And I says, the way your boat looks and how you look, I'm going to say over a hundred years. And he couldn't accept that. I was, and I said, please, why would I tell you something that's not true? Look around. What are you seeing? And all he could see was the water that was immediately around him because he was just going in circles. I said, right. how come you can't see the shoreline? Can you see stars? Can you look up? And he, could, he couldn't see anything. I says, you're in a mental trap. You're mental. You're in a trap. I would like you to know that mother has already passed over. And you and your mother and brother are waiting for you. Now, this is like 25 years ago, so I don't I have it written up. I do. But um, I remember making him aware that he was allowing himself to be trapped in a scenario that no longer was important. He needed to find his mother. I think when I remember back, it was the thought of his mother that got him to move. Not the brother, but the father, the mother. He, he was only 17 years old. And um, I've had enough people in my life that moms, grandmas, there is a difference between the look of a 13, 14-year-old boy and a 17, 18-year-old young man who's the muscle definition. They're usually, he's very fit. He's worked hard. And I felt he was 17, but not quite a man yet. And so the thought of, kind of, kind of the thought of mother missing him of being disappointed in him was what trapped him. And I says, I think your mom has already passed over. She's probably waiting for you. And I, all I remember was him looking around and looking at the sky and realizing that this wasn't real. Mm-hmm. And then he was gone and it, it disappeared, the whole thing. <clears throat> so I think the moment that he realized that he woke up and then he was a full mm-hmm. spirit. Uh, I have to go back to my notes, but I'm kind of like reliving that um, of the mother. The mother gives me a lot of emotions. I think that's what did it, not the brother, because he was thinking constantly of his mother and trying to rescue the brother. It was very amazing. I've had a a few that were kind of like, you know, just little girl dancing. Daddy. That daddy, aren't I pretty? I'm not pretty. This pretty dress, and it was constant. Like she must have died, and the only thing she remembers is how she pleased her daddy with the pretty dress. She was kind of a pinkish, reddish, with the patent leather shoes, and um, oh, I remember that one. Um, with white socks, and she was just always dancing, and that to her was making her daddy happy. Mm-hmm. Oh, I tell you. Between my cats and the phone, I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> but I want I want to kind of go on because I have a lot more to talk about. We uh, otherwise I'll keep Shard. Do you have a class after this, Shard? Yeah, I do. So we have to stop at seven seven thirty today. Or or okay. Um, so ghost is often a reactionary, emotional spirit who has gone a little insane with what grief, shame, or regret they left with their prior life. Now it is curious that I did see a spirit once who was a ghost. And he fluttered between two or three different lives. He could, he couldn't, he couldn't all together put him 
in a remembrance of the life he left, but the grit. But when I looked at him, he went back to a Roman time to a present time. So he was confused to each what lifetime he was actually he had just left. That can happen. That can be very confusing. Because if you do an EVP, you may not understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. Because they're they're talking two or three different scenarios. So be cautious of the predominant conversation that's going on. Uh, a conscious spirit who also has unfinished business similar to a ghost but feels they will not enter heaven with said issues hopes as a spirit they can fix same issue um like in the movie ghost remember he he stayed to resolve his death if they don't then they can move up to the next level of being a ghost and from there they can't resolve it and it seems terminal to them that nothing can be done then they go to another level of insanity and become the ghoul of which you may call it a demon um and remember we have to call it what we want. Um, these personalities really do not talk to each other. Uh, a ghost of one era will not necessarily talk to a ghost of a different right. era, even if it shows it on TV, is doesn't happen. I've seen enough ghosts and overlays, like I told you before, with uh, when I work in Tombstone. But I have seen in other cities and places, and I've seen ghosts walk right, right through each other. How does that work? Well, they don't see each other of different era or different time in the town. Uh, or they're so self-absorbed and they thought themselves so wonderful. They can't see anybody not wonderful. Um, anyway, I'm not going to tell. <laughs> uh, the mayor of so-and-so city was very proud of himself and how he handled everything. He was, he stayed, not as a ghost, but as a spirit, in the location of which town he governed because he was so well-liked. Put pump up his chest like this. I found that kind of curious because it wasn't like he was a ghost. But he wasn't leaving because the ego of that life kept him there. Mm-hmm. Why should I leave this? It's where I was and what, how wonderful I was. Everybody loved me. Well, make sure that if, as you were watching here, don't get the ego so big because you may not get on from that. Right. Ah. <laughs> um, they don't talk to each other. Get The self-absorbed ghosts will talk, and they are usually stuck also. The spirit people that are becoming a ghost they're not looking for revenge usually it's in turmoil inside of themselves mm-hmm. that i've never ever seen a ghost and tv shows don't show it this way they are in, they are encapsulated in their own thoughts rarely do i ever see anything anybody striking out or hear about it even i i don't know sure i'll have to come in and speak to that mm-hmm. um spirits i've always told you are become goals um, and that's very, very difficult to break that. When they become goals, very, very hard. And those are the places where it never ceases to amaze you. Every time you walk through an area and they're stuck, it's cold. It's like they're so cold, it changes the whole dynamics of the room if you walk through an area where they've been. It'd have to be really old residents, you know, that castle kind of a thing, right? And they're, mm-hmm. they become ghouls because they can't resolve the past and everything's changed. They can witness the house, whatever, changing over and over, but they're mm-hmm. still hoping that someone will rescue them. And that's when you have to do that. So I talked about the loops. I talked about the rescues. Um, in their minds, they see darkness. They don't see the beauty of the world because they're in turmoil in their mind. They have the turbulent minds. And I mentioned howling, strange noises. Those come from the ones that most deepest grief 
remorse, whatever they've done. They're not out to scare little kids. If anything, they're going to try to talk to them. And so you'll hear children speak to a spirit or someone who's on the verge of becoming a ghost because no one's talked to them. And in the movie Ghost Town, some of the spirits were so in turmoil that the main character, and I, I apologize, I can see him, I can't remember the name, he tried to help them because they were desperate. Once you get desperate as a spirit person, the it's a fine line between being desperate spirit to losing your mind. And that's really that's really hard and it's very dark. Um, poltergeist, energy left by negative actions. Absolutely. But it's more than that. Um, if you have a household, there had been a lot of violence or death. Uh, people yelling at each other. When I, I was talking to some people and, and I was doing a ghost investigation of the house, actually. And I remember telling them that there was blobs on the wall and they were dark. And come to find out, I mentioned this because it's just what popped in my head real quick. The, the owner of the prior, the prior owner was a very violent man. And the poor mm -hmm. teenage son, he'd come home, pick a fight with this boy, pick him up and throw him against the hall wall. It was one of the 1950s house, 60s, where you have the mm -hmm. long hallways. And so that happened. And the new owners could feel it. How awful is that? That's poltergeist energy. That's different than moving things around. Um, energy left in negative actions, violence, or death. Also energy of a living person who manifests explosive or highly emotional yes. outburst. Now, yes. this is unfortunate because usually it's a living person. But <laughs> I, Sorry, everybody. Um, but it also can be left. So if someone is emotional person, um, very um, highly emotional, and they throw this energy all around, it can stay. So you can walk through it and feel like you've been hit by a hammer because there's so much energy to it. Now, everybody likes the shorts and the YouTubes and everybody's saying, oh, look at this house, all this stuff being thrown around. Well, spirit can throw things around, but they're not there to hurt you. The stuff that hurts you is uncontrolled, uncapped, bad energy from somebody who lived there before. Um, and unbeknownst to you, I remember one of a young man in an apartment in England, and this was continually going on. But if you think mm -hmm. of the emotions of a young man dating for the first time at the first job, or there's high explosive energy, um, of physicalness they can feed the negative energy that had been in the house before and they people don't know that they're not aware of it that that's even happening or that it's accumulative have to be careful with that kind of thing um, these outspurts of energy is a cumulative and can have a negative long-term effect on living in an area of built-up negative energy so it's very uncomfortable to walk in a house. How many of you gone to a restaurant or a movie or you've gone to somebody's home and you go, whoa, something feels bad in here. Well, guess what? Someone was throwing around some energy that didn't feel good to them because they didn't want to keep it. And right. you can appreciate a couple breaking up in a restaurant. I, I don't want to date you anymore. And the, the other person's being told that all of a sudden their life force explodes like this and they go, you know, trying to keep us cool. Right. Yet it, it's thrown into the room. 
And if you get it, you take it home. And then you get in a bad mood and you have an argument. It's accumulative mm-hmm. and it's repetitive that way. Poltergeist can have been associated with objects of the living of the living person who bestowed negative energy on the object. So if you have an object that you loved a lot, how many women have had a gift of, of a boyfriend or a poster of a hero? Or when I was a young woman, uh, I was a Beatles fan. And I had the posters. My girlfriend, Christine, loved Elvis Presley. And she fawned all over. He, she had Elvis Presley things all through the house. And this was a long time ago, and he was in the military. And she would just love him. So I, I envisioned her room with a high level of love energy. And I suspect that the posters, if she kept them, would have love energy connected to it. Well, reverse that. What if you are somebody that has an object that you look at every time you get really mad? I told somebody, oh, husband needs to punch him back for the garage. Go get that. Or Nerf baseball bat, let him beat out the energy of the anger. Well, you know, whatever that directed to, it's going to have a lot of anger to it. So a, a Nerf baseball bat, hit a rock. Bless it first. Thank you, rock, for letting me hit you. Get it out of your system. Well, you know, you're leaving a lot of that on that rock next person coming through the forest and wanting to sit down if they sit on that rock they're going oh wait a minute this feels bad or this punching bag will have all this built up negative energy to it mm-hmm. as well as Char and I have done investigations where there was and I can't remember if it was yours but I remember this house they collected a mask she had money they had money and they had oh, all these yeah, valuable, valuable oh, yeah. things and I went in the front door Remember, I do it remotely, and I walk. Remember that? I walked in. It was a very lovely home. I remember, excuse me, seeing <laughs> some very expensive things in the house. Don't ask me how I do this. And I was telling Char, I says, walk in the front door, and just before the hallway on the right, there's something on the wall. Sure enough, there was a mask there. I says, I don't know what that's about. And it was a primitive yes. Uh, yes. mask. And yes. you had to go talk to the lady and say, my medium who sees this, she says, that one's lighting up like a Christmas tree. Get rid of that mask. That I don't know guy what collected, they did. That guy, his, his wife collected Polynesian tribal masks. So this mask was used in emotional ceremony to get rid of enemies, maybe. Or oh. it was put the jababis onto a an enemy's friend or family or somebody, but it was it was awful. It looked like sparks, fireworks going off on it. It got my attention immediately because it was so lit up. Well, you're contaminating your whole house with that. And how many, and I'm guilty of this. I love antiques. I have a front room of French furniture, you know, but I have things in there that are, you know, and not the furniture, but other things all around it. And I, uh, because it was French, I got other things. But right, I remember right. thinking, I wonder what I picked up. And it's been a conversation with a lot of people. Where did you buy that used piece of furniture? It feels like, feels like there's mud all over. It feels, I mean, how many of us have bought things and bring it home and it belonged to a couple that didn't get along at night or something? I mean, ugh. Oh, it made me think about it, right? Okay. <laughs> so uh ghosts are not considered violent but as the spirit goes insane becomes a ghost the turmoil that spirit felt in life has an adverse effect on individuals sees oneself and creates all sorts of scary visuals 
Now the visuals I'm talking about is as um, there is a lot of shows and a lot of horror movies and a lot of situations where you're going to see spirits that look really, really bad. I want, I want you to think about something a minute. What if someone was a really bad person in life or hated himself? Now you hear about women talking about, well, let's feel good about how we look. What if someone kills himself because someone has mocked them to the mm -hmm. point where they kill themselves? bullying them to death what's that spirit going to be able to do is someone going to rescue them and that's not going to be a problem or is that spirit going to turmoil close in they see me as ugly they see me as deformed they see me as fat they see me as anorexic they even if it's not true that spirit will give you that visual and guess what oh a demon here well that poor spirit is so stuck coming becoming a ghost and projecting how they felt everybody saw them okay Take that consideration. So when you see something really ugly and you go, gee, Christmas, you know, say, I'm so sorry that you didn't like yourself. I bet you were a really beautiful person. Now it seems like you think you're ugly and you think you're bad and wrong. No living soul from God can be bad. God doesn't make mistakes. However you want to give them the sympathy, compassion to make them aware that someone else created that ugliness and they accepted it. Okay. <clears throat> Remo removing this poltergeist energy from a physical location can be somewhat difficult. Sure, should pretty soon talk about that. I, um, everybody knows I have a ministry in the Spirit of Grace, um, see, Universal Christ of the Master, and I do believe in survival, I do believe in spirit, I do da 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 da. And I'm pretty unwavery. I really have a lot of faith. And I think sometimes I'm not bothered by people because it's like my light turns them away. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But the power of the church, the power of your conviction, the power of your sympathy and your goodwill toward this poltergeist activity will wear it out. Mm -hmm. Poltergeist activity will also wear out on its own. So if you know of this location, you go, oh, fudge, this is terrible. Leave and come back in a year. Come back every year, and it will be less and less. Can't keep it up, and no one's going to feed it. Mm -hmm. um, the conviction, uh, change of pattern in a home. Uh, so this couple talking to me, and grand dad had died, and come into the house, it was really dark and really heavy. It was all awful, like this. And I says, you know, oh, dad, he sat with a big chair right front of the TV. And then he would go to the kitchen, and they go to the bathroom, and go in the kitchen, and they go to bed. That's all he did. He wore a hole in the carpet. He was so predictable. And then he died. Guess what he's doing? He's sitting in the chair. He's going to the kitchen. He's going to the bathroom. He's going to the kitchen. He's going to the chair, and he's going to bed. Still, you got to break it up. Don't let him think he can do that forever. So I sometimes will say, just rearrange furniture. One thing I really, really like, and that's light. And I I should own this store. <laughs> Hobby Lobby. <laughs> get some twine. And get a bag of all little sh pieces of mirrors. And get some good glue. Get a big string of it so you can put it in the window. And all different small shapes, like this size of a postage stamp. Glue them all around so it's almost like a kaleidoscope of light. It mm -hmm. breaks up and it distracts the spirit person. What's that? What's that? And you wake them up. 
light is one of my go-tos. Of course, people think that vibration is everything. Absolutely. Play beautiful music. Change the vibration of the room. Rearrange the furniture. Bring in some living plants. If you have the funds, paint it. Get the old worn-out carpet out. Right. It doesn't doesn't have to be expensive. It just has to be with intent. The power of your thought, knowing that you can help the spirit person get out of there or the energy that person left is to distract it and diffuse it. It's mm -hmm. that easy. Have I done it a lot? Yep. Yep. I even went so far as learning feng shui. Um, I do believe in energy flow. How it works, mm -hmm. I don't know. But I do believe there's some energy that can flow. And does it mean at the front door, if you have steps in front of the door, that the upstairs energy is going to flow right out the front door and all your money too? Can't answer that. But I do believe that flow is important. And if someone takes a path in the house over and over and over, and I even think about my own life, I go, well, I see my office is here, the other computer's there, the bathroom, and I'm kind of walking the same steps, but I'm not going to die. And I'm not unhappy. So you have to think about that. Um, so you have to change the room around. That is number one. If you're going to live in the house, you have to do these things. Because poltergeist activity, remember, it's not to hurt you. It's that stuck. And poltergeist activity doesn't mean it's violent. It can also mean depressive. So if you had this old grandpa, he's sitting there, and he collects energy, and he's really depressed, really, and he's going to die. And he's going from room to room. Little lady, too. I'm not just picking on me in here. It's kind of like that's a poltergeist activity without the violence to it. Mm -hmm. Remember, you're always trying to wake them up. Um, addressing a spirit that's in a, inside the asylum. Did a lot. Did a few of those. When Port Orange Paranormal with George Lopez, he's now changed it to um, Sunday uh, something. Look, look him up. Port Orange Paranormal. He did do some investigations, and I find when I go there that insane people that when insane or asylum that you have like tuberculosis, they can stay because they don't think they're well yet. They don't mm -hmm. accept it yet. So you have mm -hmm. to be very compassionate. You have to just very easily just start talking to them. If you're there to rescue them, if you're there to get proof of the afterlife, you want to do EVPs, fine. I don't care. Just mm -hmm. leave them because eventually people will wake up because all of a sudden one day and the movie uh, with Casey Affleck, where he dies going to work one morning and he comes back in the house and his wife has lived in the rental and then she moves and all their families. And then one day he looks out the window and there's a ghost living next door. And he talks to the ghost and the ghost, he says, oh, hi, it's on the verge of waking up here. And the ghost says, I don't think my person is coming back. And all of a sudden he's gone. And he stands there, best Ben uh, Casey Affleck, and he thinks, gosh, you know, I've been here a long time. I've seen families come and go, come and go. And all of a sudden he's gone. It's a matter of waking them up. So when you have an assailant sign in person, I always go into investigation with immense curiosity. Let them feel my intent of wondering who they are. Then I have a lot of, um, and you could reverse this, I have a lot of sympathy for them. And I say that. And then I have compassion. Okay, I'm so sorry. Let's talk about this. Now, what are you going to do? The compassion is talking them out of, of where they are to wake up. It takes time. Yes. Remember, not everybody wants their spirit people gone. A lot of businesses rely on the place being haunted. And don't you dare talk them out of it. 
I've wanted to, but I don't want to come back. Nancy, did you get rid of our ghost? You owe us a business, honey. <laughs> Prove it. <laughs> but when you go to Salem Asylum, um, I have yet to hear anybody say they got hurt. Yet on TV, people seem to get hurt or they mm -hmm. get scared. But I would be scared, too, if they spent 33 years in this business. Maybe they wouldn't be. Would I be scared? You know what it would scare me? It scared me that these people are so lost and so mm -hmm. unhappy. And I have a lot of energy. I don't want, Char, we got to talk about this. I don't want someone to say, oh, well, Nancy feels so good. I want to just touch her. Right. And go home with her. That's the what we have to be concerned about. When someone is so lost, they need you so badly, you got to be really careful not to pick them up. Let them pick you up. <laughs> pick them up. <laughs> now, that happens in all different ways. A lot of ghosts are the attachers. They're looking yeah. for life. They're looking for resolve. They're looking for what they missed. Okay. But I've seen ghosts attach themselves to people because they smoke a pipe or a cigar mm -hmm. because they got so addicted to what killed them. They want to experience it again. I won't happen to me, maybe for coffee, but I doubt it. I really love a coffee. Um, <clears throat> so beyond compassion, hear their stories if it's possible. Uh, RV, um, EVP, and be very, uh, tell me what happened. Tell me your story and get them to talk. Well, why are you still here? You've told me your story now. You're not going to go. We, you know, you're not going to go where you think you you paid your dues, your penance, whatever era they're from. Talk to them in the language of their time. Mm -hmm. Similarity when conducting ghost investigation, I believe we should go in with a curiosity, compassion, and sympathy to get their attention. Make them talk of what happened to them, and if so, help them resolve it in their language of their era. Mm -hmm. That's very important. I imagine someone born in 1850 died in 1880 would not understand the young people of today talking rap. Well, that's the one thing with investigations that we do do because, you know, uh, teams, and I'm not cutting any teams down, but there's there's a lot of teams that don't like to utilize psychics. And it's just something that, you know, they're, they're real scientific and they don't want to do that. And I just, I, I think it it's a hindrance because, if you're in an old hotel somewhere or even a house that's on like old property, you don't know mm -hmm. who you're dealing with or what you're dealing with or what area you're dealing with. And having a psychic on staff helps you determine what you're, you know, what you're dealing with. You don't want to be showing your cell phone or your equipment to a ghost from the 1800s. They're not going to understand what that is. If they can, if you can use it to understand them or get information, you could just say, You've been here so long. Let me help you understand that I'm here to help you not be stuck. And this piece mm -hmm. of equipment helps me hear you. Because mm -hmm. they don't know it. So the other side, and I'll finish it up. I'll talk a little quick there. I hope if you can't hear all of this, make sure you go back and listen to it again or hit script or, or um, CC and for caption, listen to it again. Mm -hmm. We do enjoy horror movies. We enjoy being scared. And these people who are stuck, don't know that of you. So don't go in with your horror feel film energy and say, can I get scared? They're going to look at you or feel you and go, what are you? <laughs> can you imagine being a spirit person and you're just on the 
brink of going insane because you get a turmoil. And someone comes in and says, you go, what are they saying? You know, it's like you waking up or you're going to go deeper. You're going to recess into a wall and into another room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we enjoy the horror movies and they enhance our imagination and supernatural. How many horror movies are out there that are wonderful? I mean, I love them all. Uh, House on Haunted Hill. I think I've watched every version they've put out uh, all the way back to 59, I think it is. Um, and then we also talked about the uh, being possessed by ghosts. That is a real issue and a possibility, but it doesn't always happen in an investigation. It happens more when you go to the malls or you go right. to the casinos or you go to a smoke shop or high-end restaurant where they where every smell is possible. I had some theory people tell me, I want to come back to life because I miss smelling food. Oh, the, oh, this just happened. The man said, I want to come back so I can experience hugs again. The thick, It was kind of interesting because he said, the thickness of our bodies. He misses the thickness of us and the act of hugging. Mm-hmm. I imagine there was more to it than that. But um, So Halloween can be alive and well year-round for those investigative group entanglements or haunts. But never forget that these are once living beings just like yourself. Ta-da. Not bad, uh, Nancy. 7.35 or 39. Okay. All right. We're good. <laughs> so we're going to continue this next week because there's a lot more to talk about as far okay. as poltergeist go. So we're going to continue this next week. I have a lot of input. So we'll do that. We next have week. a lot of stories. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. And speaking possessions. Of, speaking of next week, when we look forward, in fact, before I do this, I want to remind everybody, you want to spend some time with Nancy, some quality time? Sunday's your day, 6 p.m. Pacific. <laughs> Come on over to California Hot Speed Up. The link uh, should uh, that link should be below the description of the video and to join us Sunday. It's going to be a nice day. It's going and to be an intimate gathering. I don't know how many times I can do this, everybody, but this is a fundraiser for Shara's business here. We're going to buy yeah. her a new computer if we can put it, pull it through and. I really love doing readings. So this is kind of like a thank you to Shar for allowing me to be on show. And my, uh, she has on her page videos live, because we've always been live, uh, the playlist for me. But I've also moved more to my site also where you can see others of what I do. And I've really enjoyed I think I've done about 92 of her shows. Yeah, 92 different topics, everybody. Can you imagine us thinking of that many topics? I don't know. I can't remember. I think one of them was a, a past life regression for you yeah. on the air. Oops, I got it. You know, so we, we're trying to, and if you guys, uh, next week we'll do poultry, guys. That'd be fine because we both yeah. have stories. Yeah. But yeah. if um, if you want us to talk about a topic that we might you might find interesting, make sure you send a note to her. Uh-huh. Oh, Kelly. Hello. <laughs> Australia. Australia. Yeah. yeah, she's the Australian one. I see yeah. her name right off. Okay, let's finish up because I know you have something yeah. to eat. Yeah, so yeah, like I said, come on over to the California Haunts Meetup. Uh, just Google in California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team Meetup. You sign up over there. It doesn't cost anything. I'm not going to spam you to death. I mean, you know, it, it's all <laughs> where where we announce these shows. I mean, this is the place to click into these shows and be able to see the different shows and the stuff that the team is offering as far as ghost investigations too that, that, that we take people on, which we're going to start getting into that again. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's just a place to check out our events. But I think you'll have fun Sunday. Like I said, it's there, there, there's uh, hopefully we're going to get eight people and uh, 
it's going to be a two hour event. So you're going to get at least 10 minutes with Nancy and uh, ask all the questions you want and uh, probe Nancy's mind. <laughs> so uh, come on I, over check. Yeah. Yeah, come on over check that out. Okay, this next week's gonna be an odd week because um I've got some other stuff going on in, in, my, in my real life stuff, and I, I've got work for that. And so I've cut back on the guests this week. But what we're gonna do, don't you know, don't stress, we're gonna I'm gonna be live no matter what. Sunday, uh, because when we're doing that thing at 6 p.m. Pacific, I will be reading the I will be reading from the scary Christmas story book from 4:30 p.m. to 5:30 p.m. Pacific on Sunday. So I'm going to do that. Now during the week, I had a friend of mine give me a great idea for a kind of like Christmas legends show. Oh, and ooh. it was something I didn't expect, and so we're going to do stuff like that during the week. So Monday, I'll I'll do something like that. We've got that other book with all the Christmas traditions in there. We just we hadn't gotten the first two chapters of that. We can go pop through that. So every night there's going to be something different. I might even, you know, like I said, I was planning to uh, build a gingerbread house. I haven't had a chance to, so maybe we'll do that. Maybe I'll whip it all in here or I'll film over in there you know, on my phone and I'll do yeah. a gingerbread house build for you guys during the week. We will be doing the Christmas light run and that will probably be Saturday, we're going to go out and shoot the fabulous 40s here in Sacramento and do oh, our annual Christmas oh, light run for fun. everybody live so you guys can see that. And that'll probably be on Facebook, but I'll move it over here for you guys if you want or whatever. But uh, Facebook and YouTube, we're going to do a Christmas tree. I want to see your house, Shar Shar. All the I'm work you what? I just it. about finished tomorrow. Finally, I'll have it done. I had to do some extra stuff today, but uh, I'll finally have it done tomorrow. So I'm really excited about it. Better late than never. Very so, fun. Yeah. So, do, so don't lose faith next week. Um, that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be doing some special, some, some special holiday stuff next week. And um, week. I'd like to add that um, we've had this happen a couple of times where someone bows out from an evening. And I've mm -hmm. told Char, anytime that someone doesn't come through with the invite or the last minute this happened to her, you know, she got a couple hours notice. I will be filling in. So yeah, I've enjoyed see, doing this. So keep in touch of what's being shown. You never know when it's going to. Yeah, change. so you might see Nancy next week again too. So we don't know. But <laughs> a double dose. So it's just. I hope I'm welcome. Yeah, absolutely. But I think it will be fun next week to do some different things about Christmas traditions. You know, um, you know, like the last the last time I read that book, right? We got, I think we got into England where we were talking about, and this is I didn't know this. Where instead of turkeys and things like that, it was Christmas boars. They were using the boar's head on the table. So I mean, it's stuff like that. Oh, the you know, some, boar. Uh -huh. Yeah. So some old. I I thought they used they had pheasants. Yeah, yeah. So it was a the, the boar's head was the was the center of the mm. thing. So there you are having Christmas, right? And then and there's this big pig head on your table with a, with an apple in it. Oh, ew. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so it's stuff like that. I think we're moving into Norway and different places like that to look at tra traditions. So we're going to be doing that. So it's just a little bit of everything for the holidays, and I uh, hope you guys like it because that book is fascinating. Okay, that being said, I have to break off here. I have to teach a class. So I hope you guys have a great weekend. Like I said, I will be back Saturday night, tomorrow night, uh, with with the Christmas light tour, and uh, hopefully I get out there and my 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 videographer comes with me so she can freeze her hand off. I her hand I off remember you doing it last time. I think it was Karen, wasn't it? And it was something to do with the windows not coming up or down. You with me? You couldn't. 
a film, The Houses with the Glass Up. You had to lower the window. Down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so whoever is filming, their hands get really cold. It's yeah, brutal. yeah. It's brutal. And so very I fun. feel bad for them, but it's, it's very fun to do, you know, because it's, it's bumper to bumper going through there. So you guys get good views of the houses and stuff. So we're going to be doing that tomorrow. And uh, like I said, Sunday, I'll be here at, at 4.30 p.m. Pacific to read from from the scary winter storybook. And then Nancy and I will we'll, we'll do our that, that, that co-event at uh, 6 p.m. Pacific. And then again, Monday, we'll start Sunday. doing yeah, yeah, on that. And then Monday we'll start doing Christmas traditions and stuff. And I think Nancy will be back, maybe back one more time next week. One or two. Times. Well, next Friday for sure. But if they're in the yeah. week, then that's fine. Yeah. I hope yeah. I'm entertaining you guys. I hope you enjoy. By yeah. saying that, I hope they say, well, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be on again. But you never Ew, know. It's topics. her. You, it's her. Yeah. Anyway, if you like the show, <laughs> share it with five people. If you hated the show tonight, share it with five of your enemies. We are equal opportunity here. We just want to get the word out of our little old show. So uh, please share, 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 share. Yeah. And hit, hit that like button. Show me some love, you know, and all that good stuff. Comments. Thank you, Kelly Hodron. Thank you for being on all the way from Australia. Love it. Yeah. In fact, on the 26th, I'm going to, I'm going to be recording, pre-recording a show on Christmas day, but it's going to air the 26th. It is a lady from Australia, Kelly. So. Keep an eye out for that one. Keep an eye out for that one. Oh, 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 well. okay. So I'm going to end this, and I hope you guys have a great evening. I will probably, I will more than likely see you guys live on Facebook tomorrow as we're doing the Christmas light tour. So here we go. Here's Nancy's contact information. All right. I almost hit the wrong button on you. Okay, here we go. <laughs> All right, we got websites. NancyMats.com. The N E M. The well, it's all lowercase. NancyMatsAuthor.com. N M and A are all caps. YouTube.com forward slash Nancy Matt Psychic. The N M and the P are caps. Now she's got some books out. Help get me out of this funk. There's one. And yes, I'm spraying my chair this weekend. And you got two worlds developing your psychic skills. And one more. The Unwilling Sacrifice. And of course, you can get those at Amazon.com. All right. All right, guys. Have a great one, and I will see you guys tomorrow. I don't know what time yet. You're going to have to watch Facebook, and and I'll let, I'll let everybody know what you know ahead of time, approximately what time we're going to get out there, and uh, see you tomorrow. Bye. Good night, everyone. Bye.